Hello everyone, I am your host Ahad Hassan and welcome to Season 4 of Titan Alumni Talks, a weekly podcast where we talk to alumni about their experiences at Cal State Fullerton. For this week's episode, we have Alex Staffis, who is a producer, actor, and writer for Cheer the Breeze. He graduated in 2013 with a Bachelor's in Communications, and in 2020, he received his MFA in screenwriting. Listen as we talk about his experiences as a screenwriter and the insides of the industry. You can catch these episodes live at 11 a.m. on Tuesdays at titanradio.org, or you can watch all past episodes on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash csufalumni. All right, so thank you so much, Alex, for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you. So uh, the first thing I wanted to get into, and we kind of just mentioned it before we started recording, was currently you are aspiring to be a producer, actor, and a writer, um, and you currently are working in that field, but you also do work a day job. So tell me a little bit about uh, what you kind of do and what you want to do in this field. Yeah, I'm primarily a screenwriter, um, and all those other elements in entertainment, a lot of writers you will see them producing their content, sometimes directing them and even acting in them as well. So a lot of the the writers have that ability to do that. Um, What I've actually done in the past, um, what I was doing is called Chew the Breeze. It still kind of goes, we're we're still running it. Um, It is a comedy sketch uh, web series that we basically were doing a lot of these comedy sketches. And in that I was, you know, writing some of the sketches and producing it editing them. Um, sometimes I would actually act in them as well. Um, we would do these these little sketch series that uh, was a lot of improv, or we would do these kind of uh, events where we would do like, food challenges. So like a lot of comedy comes from these different food challenges where you're doing eating spicy ramen or you're eating weird foods from other countries. So we would use that and utilize the comedy in that. And I would kind of improv in that. And normally, you know, when you think of like alternative reality tv everyone's kind of like themselves but they're up they up their uh, personality by about 10 times so that's how we would really just kind of put a little bit more personality into it but um, one thing that i didn't bring up yet is um, what you need to do to be able to make money so for me right now during the day um, i am a banker it's actually called a, a client relationship consultant with us bank so uh, as you can tell, banking, I'm, I'm basically opening accounts, doing all of that, credit cards, all the stuff that you expect if you're going into a bank and getting help for your banking needs. So that's what I do during the day. Um, but, you know, at night, I'm writing, I'm, I'm managing, you know, producing and all that stuff. So I'm doing all that stuff at night. And it's, I'm going to be honest, it's a, it's a tough route. You, if you really are, are passionate about it, you just need to be persistent and you need to stick with it. Um, I graduated with my, my BA in broadcast journalism and a minor in uh, what was then called radio TV film. Now it's Cine- CTVA, Cinema Television Arts. Um, I did that back in 2013 and uh, it's, it's 2021 right now. Um, I'm about 90% of the way to getting my foot in the door. Um, a lot of that requires networking. So um, though you graduate when you graduate, you got to understand that you need to be prepared to have a 10-year pathway. It's not a, all right, I'll get this in two years. You might get something really small in two years, but that little small thing that's that feels like a break to you might not be your break. It might be just an aspect that helps you in your career. And then you have another five, 10 years. Like it's You're going to get in that 10-year period, you'll get a lot of things that are like, wow, this is a really good thing. It's a really good break for me. 
but that just might be one little lucky break. And then you go back to square one and you have to start over again. So I, I don't want you to be scared or anything about the pathway. If you really want to get into entertainment, the people that make it are the ones that are persistent and keep on going. They, be, they, they just believe in themselves and they will take that, you know, 10 year pathway. If it has to be 10 years or 15, but you just keep on going. So don't, don't quit. If it's taken too long, you just need to be able to, you know, pay the rent and you keep on going with what you want to do. So yeah, you did mention that you went back to get your uh, MFA and that was, mm -hmm. I think like five years after you got your bachelor's of arts. And yeah. you kind of said that it was more for longer featured films. Like you can make like featured films with it. And yeah. right now you're working in television or like screenwriting for television and mm -hmm. just like short films. Yeah. So do you plan on moving into those like longer length films? Yeah. So um, what the MFA of screenwriting at Cal State Fullerton does is it prepares you. Uh, and again, an MFA in screenwriting allows you to be able to be a professor somewhere. So that's, it's really a, a safety degree. Cause for me, I do want to be able to teach people. So, um, but my number one goal is to be an active writer and then maybe on the side um, when I'm off season or something, I'd be teaching a class. So um, that's really a big thing that I want to be able to do and give back. Um, and I, my goal is really to be able to teach at Cal State Fullerton cause it's, it's the only school, the only college I've actually gone to cause my undergrad and my MFA are both at Cal State Fullerton. So um, going back to it, so the that program, it it teaches you like okay, this is how you can be a professor. But the you know majority of what we were doing was really like all right, this is how you write a feature length screenplay. Um, but we had so many classes. So one of them was like building the you're basically building the the story. So it's a story structure. So you have to build the screenplay that you're going to write. And then the next, like another semester after we would write that screenplay. And then there would be another, the, there's a semester after that where it's like a screenplay rewrite class. So a lot of people were rewriting that same exact screenplay again in that class. Um, for me personally, I just wanted to write another screenplay. So my professor was kind enough and he said, if you really want to just write another screenplay, as long as you have like the, the, the story outline written, you can write another screenplay. You're going to be behind all the, all the other students, but you can write it if you want. So I was able to kind of like write two screenplays off of that, but there's these other cl classes in the other semesters and it's a two-year program. So the other classes were basically, they're called project classes. So in those project classes, you could decide, do I write, do I want to write a sitcom or do I want to write a one-hour drama? So when, since I'm more of a TV guy, I wrote, I only wrote two screenplays and then everything I like, we, we have a sitcom class. So we would write, we'd write what's called a spec, which is, uh, I'll just sum it up as a fake episode that you write of a show that's already existing. So that's just to basically showcase, oh, I know how to copy this person's show. It's a good ability to have because really where you're getting your start as a TV writer is you're going to be writing for someone else's show. And the ability you need to have is that you're, you're able to copy people's writing styles. So yes, it's good to have, you, you need to have your own unique writing style, but you need to have the ability to copy other people's styles. So for me, I've, I've been fortunate that um, I really kind of honed down the craft of copying other people's styles. Um, and so that's, that's just something you need to be able to have that ability for TV writing. 
Um, and again, we in the screenwriting program, you do a class that's one hour drama. So, you know, you're writing a one hour drama or a spec of a one hour of a show that already exists. And then these other, like I said, the project classes, you're getting to write. If you want, you write another one hour drama, or you write another sitcom. So at the end of our program, uh, we have about nine scripts done. So you have you have some screenplays done, you have some you have some one hour dramas, you have some sitcoms done. And that is really what you want in a whole portfolio as a writer. You don't want to just be like, all right, I have all feature length screenplays. You need to have a well balanced portfolio of all of that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean that the goal is uh, to be, be able to use all of that and hopefully get me into a TV show uh, at some point in the future. Uh, most important thing is really to uh, get people to know you and to network. So uh, it's very important. Um, and you, when you're in your undergrad, you should be doing as many internships as you can. So that way you're, you're able to network that way. Um, I was able to, when I did my internships, I, I did four in my undergrad, but the two most important ones were, uh, with Comcast, so NBC universal, I interned with sci-fi and, you know, I was a good, I, I worked really hard with them and, you know, every single person in that department, I was trying to get everyone's contact information and, you know, that's where you keep in touch and you network. And then also at AMC networks. Um, you know, I worked hard there and I got n networks and contacts from there as well. So um, it's really important to be able to do networking. It's probably one of the most important things when it comes to trying to get a uh, break into the entertainment career. Um, you don't have to be extremely personable. Um, there's a little bit of, uh, I'll be honest, like faking it a little bit because you, you might be someone that's super shy, but you need to come out of your shell and try to just bring your personality out and make people want to, you know, you're just having a conversation. A lot of this, people are in the same boat. They understand that we're all trying to make it into this career. So the most important thing is trying to help each other out. And if you can, you know, show people that you're a good person, then, you know, they're willing to help you out. Mm -hmm. I guess it kind of is a downside protection in case there's a writer's block or um, maybe just don't want to write anymore script writing for television shows when there's like a long-running tv show i guess like the simpsons is a great example yeah. you can't just have like one writer for the entire thing you must have other writers so so my like misconception with this is that i thought of writers as they sit down they open up their work document and they just go ahead and start doing it and then they just finish it over the next couple of months and just submit it or uh, they just get paid to write it but it seems like there's a lot more that you can do instead of just sitting down and writing it by yourself um it could just be like i guess kind of like the first draft or editing someone's first draft or mm -hmm. maybe like you mentioned just like adding in punchlines and jokes instead yeah. of just writing the entire script yourself um so that just like leads me to the question is like how many scripts have you written and um how do you go about because you mentioned that you do write your own script so how do you go about yeah thinking about something and then do you just constantly have notes everywhere that, um, oh yeah, just jot this down. I might write a script about it later. Um, yeah. And then are there any like, uh, like writer's blocks? Are there any mute points where you, you're just working and you just can't think of anything? And uh, how do you get around that if that does happen? Um, so just so everyone knows, like uh, a writing, I've never actually had a writing block. Um, a writing block is an extremely painful thing uh, it's not just like just for writers it's an extremely painful thing it literally means that your brain is just so like it's it's so blocked up 
you can't think of anything like you're you're just like you're almost kind of like brain dead in a way in regards to your writing so i haven't gotten that um i have gotten things where it maybe my writing like i'm slowing down my writing um the way i write is i actually need noise so um i'll usually probably have the tv on and there might be some kind of program on and i uh you know just just the sound of it will will help me kind of like my memory will kind of like get going um you'll again it, for me tv's uh inspires me so i mean sometimes i might be inspired of something while i'm watching tv um and that will help with with my writing so um but yeah no i've i've probably I, I might be off on my my count but i'm probably at about like 15 or 16 different kind of scripts um like i said the majority of them are, are tv a, a writer really wants to have a solid portfolio of nine scripts so if you're at nine then you're good um what you're really wanting to do is even though you're at nine you just keep on writing. You keep on writing and you keep on adding to the portfolio. And, um, you know, so, like you like you just need to have uh, a few solid scripts. And again, nine is really above and beyond. That's but that's what a portfolio is. So when you're when you're done with the nine, you keep writing and you and you basically are like, all right, because you're your writing will always change throughout your life. You're you're, you're going to have a, a, a script at age 25 and by age 35, your writing style is completely changed. So you really want to, you know, the, be the best of your scripts, you're just kind of throwing them in there. Um, in regards to like the creative process, um, it's usually, it's usually when you're either, when you're doing nothing, that's when you, you're, an idea pops in. So when I've, uh, when I've been working during the day, an idea pops in, or I'll be driving an idea pops in. And um, in the, I actually have, three idea books so my like although those are like i could i could have written like uh, and when i was you know because i started writing when i was 18 so um pretty much my idea book was a, like i wrote a whole entire comedy sketch on like three pages so like that would be like the idea of it. so like, all right i have a sketch there and then some of them would be as small as like i just write a paragraph saying this is what the idea is and so there'd be you know literally comedy sketches written in there and then there are there would also just be like those little like synopses and just like, oh, this is the idea that I want to do. And I've had it where like, oh, here's a sitcom I want to do. And I would just be like, episode one, this, episode two, this, episode three. And I had like, I had six episodes written, but they would just be like, uh, just a synopsis of what it would be. So it's really important to have the idea books um, because down the road, you never know if you're going to, to write that. And, um, you know, there were idea books I wrote. And then now it's kind of like, if you look at my computer, there's a lot of stuff that's just like, here's an outline for this. And here's a log line for all of these different ideas. So writers will have like literally hundreds of ideas. Um, they have not been fully written out, but you know, they are like, all right, when you're like talking to people and you're like, all right, pitch me, because this is what a writer is going to have to do. Pitch me an idea. And it's like, pitch one idea. Okay. I don't like it. Like another idea. Don't like it. And then like, you go through 10 ideas and finally they like your 10th idea. So that's, that's like something that you need to have the ability to do as a writer. But um, uh, when you're trying to hone your craft as a writer, you do need to try to discover what your voice is. So a lot of things, a lot of things with writers is like how you've lived your life and like the experiences that you lived in your life. Those are all aspects that will be a part of your voice and also your heritage, things like that. So for me, I'll just use uh, myself as an example. I'm half Greek, so I'm a mix of 
50% or so Greek. And the other is Anglo-Saxon. So that would be a mix of like German, Scottish, Irish, all of that. So that's my mix. And they, it is a culture clash. So growing up, you had very loud Greek people, and then you had very quiet other side where it's, you know, German, Scottish, Irish, that that's an interesting mix. And then there's people that, you know, they grow up in a hard life. All of these are aspects that, that are put into your voice. So for me, I tend to like writing about my family. So if I'm writing about drama, it's going to be, a, it's a fake version of my family, but it's really about my family in a different light. And it's just very dramatic. And then when I do my sitcoms, again, it's my family, but I'm doing all of the funny aspects of my family. And I write that into this sitcom. And then I've even, you know, because of my, my heritage, I've written about the ancient Greek mythology as well. So there's all these things that you, as a writer, if you are attached to something like it's, you know, if you, if you have it in your heritage, that is probably what you're going to be writing about. A lot of times your voice comes from who you are and your personality. So again, if you're, if, uh, I'll just throw out different examples, but if you're LGBTQ+, then you know that that is a very specific voice, very important voice. As a writer, that's a voice that is is very integral into your career. If you're African American, your voice is very important. And then if you're Asian American, those are all different of voices. Hispanic, that's all going to be voices that are necessary. And you as a writer, if you fall into those categories, your voice is very important. If you're if you're a mix of different kinds of voices, then it's really important to have. Um, but again, you you just need to try to find your voice. And when you, it's yourself, like that's really where you put, when you're, you, you need to have the ability to write yourself into your script in some ways. So it, it's good, but it's it takes time to try to figure out your voice. I mean, it, it definitely, it took me the program to kind of figure out like, these are the things I like to do. I, I've always liked doing comedy. So that's kind of my number one thing. I'm like, I really want to do comedy, but doing the, doing the MFA in screenwriting, it taught me so many different ways of writing. So, you know, you could do drama, but also write comedy into it. So there's a lot of things, but it's, it, you know, that's, those are some of the aspects that I feel are very important. Um, if you're trying to find your voice. Mm -hmm. So you did bring up a lot of great points again. So you were writing for, as of now, it seems like you've been making ideas for over a decade, which is, uh, and not to like yeah. put a knock on anything, but it still isn't like a full-time career. So it kind of just shows there's a lot of dedication and commitment you need. Um, it's not just like an overnight, you get your degree, like in a lot of jobs or in a lot of uh, majors that you can graduate with, uh, you get that degree and then you find a job in that field and then that is it. Um, but here you started right from like the end of high school or the beginning of college. And yeah. it's still something you're doing now, working on it being a full-time career, which is uh, Kind of, kind of surreal to think and uh, kind of puts into perspective how much work goes into it instead of like we're just so used to it being the opposite way and then yeah it seems like uh with screenwriting and then getting into this field it's not as simple as just going on indeed.com and just finding like open positions to start working you do need to build that connection a uh, network of connections where um you do find those uh, resources where you do connect with those people um even more so like it's necessary in all fields but even more so in uh, screenwriting and getting into the fine arts where it just seems like a necessity. It's, it's very difficult, it looks like, to uh, try and do it on your own. Um, at the very least, you need a couple people 
that you do hire in order to get you or maybe get your foot in the door or to make sure that you were protected with your foot in the door. So uh, that is that is interesting to see that there's a lot of things to do in there um, with connecting with other people. Um, and then, yeah, when you were getting your master's, you did mention, I think, like prior to starting the episode uh, that you were working for Titan TV and doing a little bit more screenwriting. I guess you were just kind of more experienced after your undergrad. And then you just realized that, hey, maybe I should be doing a bit more work and then getting some experience to add to like a portfolio or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I um, uh, again, it was, it was great what I, I learned from Titan TV. Um, I really the work I did at Titan TV is what helped me get the internships that I that I got. Um, I uh, when I was and I'm talking about like me being a little freshman I, uh, <laughs> that that was that my goal was to intern at NBC Universal. So the only way that I knew that I would get into NBC Universal is if I really try to build my resume and Titan TV was a great way to do that. Um, after I did Titan TV, it was about my, it was the end of my sophomore year. I was doing a lot already. So I, like my freshman year, I was editing, I was doing all this, I was doing editing, you know, um, a lot of, just a lot of stuff, helping with camera work. And um, by the time it was my second, it was the spring semester, I told the, told them, hey, I want to be able to create my own comedy sketch show. And then they told me, well, this is all the stuff that you have to do you got to recruit people. So then like my, that semester in the spring, I was recruiting people and I got about like, you know, 25 people that were interested in doing it, whether it was writing, it was editing, uh, you know, directing all of the most important people that you acting. I went to that, to the theater program to get actors. So I was doing all of that. And that allowed me to then my sophomore year, be able to do my comedy sketch show, laugh out loud. I did that for three semesters. And then, yeah, so the second question was, how long is your average? I mean, I guess I can kind of like deduce it. You sort of said like a page is sort of like a minute on what we yeah. see on the screen. So how long would like an average screenplay that you've written for just like a television or just a, like a short story type of script be? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll break it down into different ones. So, so a feature length uh, film, um, right now people's attention spans are pretty short. So the best you, the most important thing is to try to write a solid 90 to hundred pages. That that's really, that's the best um, because that that's really just gonna get people where they're okay, this person has good pacing because someone that's the gatekeeper. So people are reading your script. If they see it's 90 to hundred, then they're more interested in the script. But if they see it's like 120, 150 pages, that's too long for a script there. I mean, there's Star Wars, there's all those movies, but right now they're really just looking for a solid 90 to hundred pages. That's what makes a feature length film. Now, in regards to a one hour drama, that's again, it's going to be continuous. It's a ongoing story. And with those, with those scripts, um, I've written uh, law and order uh, spec where it was about 64 pages. Um, when you're, when you're talking about a one hour drama, there's going to be a lot of cutting that's happening because of commercials and things like that. Now with streaming, it's, it's 60, it's 60 minutes. So you're, you're going to watch something that's probably going to be about 55 to 60 minutes for an episode. But for, for one hour drama, normally it'll be, it could be on the short range of 45 pages and then the long range of 64 pages. Um, I've seen some a little bit longer. Um, but for me, my average, I tend to be, I've done 58, 59 pages, 
it, it's in the it's in between on that but normally 60 pages is what because it that's a one hour drama um and then in regards to sitcom um real on the short end of it it's 25 the long end of it is uh, 38 in 38 pages would be a show called what we do in the shadows i've written uh two spec episodes of that show i love it um so it's they're about 38 pages i've uh on average my sitcoms episodes my pilots have normally been 35 pages so that allows you to have as all your content in there all your jokes and everything but when it comes down to it when they're going to be shooting and editing it they're going to be cutting some of those scenes they're going to cut it down and it really on average that episode is really about 24 minutes and then you've got commercials and things so you might write 30 pages 35 pages um, but it's really going to be cut down and it's going to be about 24. Um, but e again, you know, just with pacing and how quickly the actors are reading their lines and things like that, you know, 35 pages might actually only be, you know, 25 or 28 minutes when it's all like shot and edited and everything. But yeah, uh, sitcoms, I'd say, you know, because it, it is called a half hour sitcom, uh, usually average would be about 30 pages. I see. So it does like fall into that rough one minute per page. But again, yeah. it does like kind of fall into uh, there might be just a minute of just like visuals or background or uh, maybe like the dialogue is fast or slow, but roughly, I guess, like a minute per, per page. So yeah, just uh, to end it off, I just wanted to know if there were any bits of advice. I know like the entire episode was kind of like that, but maybe just mm -hmm. like some last minute things uh, that you want students who are trying to get into screenwriting or maybe even producing uh, just to know about maybe before they graduate and um, maybe some things about the industry that you might have seen changed in like the decade that you were kind of observing it and just stuff like that. Yeah, so the the big advice I have is, it, it, I, I probably said it a few times, but um, just be persistent and don't quit. Um, there's a lot of people that that really want to, and I've seen people that really wanted to get into an entertainment industry and just because of how long it took they they quit and they just they end up doing something that maybe they're they're happy they're sat, somewhat satisfied they can have a good life but if you if your career you want to be in entertainment that's like your number one career i would say don't quit just just keep on keeping keep on going after it now in regards to some of the changes that i've seen um we keep on learning more and more about uh, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, people's attention spans uh, shortening. So uh, extremely, what's, what's extremely popular right now, TikTok. Um, so things like that, you can see that it's a very short uh, amount of visuals for, for people and people really love that. Um, it doesn't mean that, that a, a feature length film is gonna disappear. One hour dramas are probably not gonna disappear. Sitcoms aren't gonna disappear. Um, it's just a different kind of thing that people, people are watching, but the what we can learn from things like TikTok is that you need to hook people in a very short attention short time frame so when i talk to people about when they're writing in the first minute you need to hook people so if i'm watching it, whether it's your 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 screenplay or it's your your teleplay with, with one hour drama or sitcom you need to be able to get them in the first minute i see and then one last thing that i just like thought of um, have you heard about like robots and AI writing scripts? And is that something that, um, what, like, what do you think would happen with that? Do you think that maybe it'll phase out the need and necessity of people writing scripts and eventually we'll just be watching 
movies on a screen made by robots and, and artificial mm-hmm. intelligence just knowing what we like or um maybe it'll just be tv shows that you could feed them episodes of a tv show and they could just continuous continue it endlessly based off of like the previous episodes yeah i we we actually did talk about this um for the most part writers believe that a, ro- a robot can't really do what a writer does um what it's doing is ai is utilizing a collection of of writing and they're basically summing it up and then just kind of like you know recycling what's already been kind of done a person has has uh you know personality they have their own style and everything so for the most part uh to cut costs yes you might you might want to utilize an ai in some way but um, for the most part when it comes to when it comes to writing the original kind of script you're going to get is going to be from from a human it it's not really going to come from an ai i think ai are important for other aspects of entertainment but i don't think that it's very necessary when it comes to to writing writing scripts it's certainly not going to be um as good of a script as as you might think um it could be uh, if an ai writes it so yeah so to end it off i just wanted to plug over titan pro network uh basically what it is it is our very own linkedin site that is very similar, um, or actually, like I just said, it's our very own like LinkedIn site where it connects alumni, students, faculty, and staff of Cal State Fullerton. And it's a uh, very easy to access. You just go on Titan Pro Network, or you just search it up on Google, click the first link, and you can sign in with your LinkedIn account. And with it, you'll just find a ton of students, a ton of faculty, a ton of staff, and alum who are in the same fields that you are looking for or looking into. So it's great for everyone involved. Uh, because you can find those people who are already in the industry that you want to get into. So I highly recommend it to anyone and including you, Alex, uh, to go ahead and join it just so you, again, like we mentioned, like connections are really important and just knowing people in those industries. So if anyone has any um, any questions or has any tips of advice, uh, they could go ahead and give that, share that and ask that. Um, so yeah, again, Titan Pro Network is an amazing thing for everyone to join um and then yeah so again alex thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today thank you so much